1: No name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With counterpoint. counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.
0: Let's get to our Counterpoint. We've got John Raz joining us, former Liberal War Room director. Hello there. Hello, hello, Doug. And Bill Hutchinson, former journalist, now journalism professor over at Seneca. Hello.
1: Happy holidays.
0: They will be, indeed. <laughs> uh, certainly no more so for the, I guess, the Ford government, who probably want to kind of get out of the spotlight, but uh, late tonight uh, after the dinner hour, we learned that the Ford government is offering voluntary exit programs, which is to kind of cut back and, and start to reduce the very bloated public sector. So if you're working in the civil service, not the unions, you can actually take a leave if you want. And I know a lot of people will say that this is controversial, but I will remind you, in the private sector, there is no such thing as voluntary. You just get fired, as we've all learned. Uh, Bill, are you offended by this?
1: Not at all. First of all, that program has been in place since 2013 yep. under the Liberals. Yep. So this is nothing really new. All he's done is expanded the the categories that can that can apply to it. Uh, and a lot of them are management positions. So. Think of some people who may have been spent their entire civil service career under the liberals and perhaps aren't philosophically aligned with the new government. Well, this is an opportunity for them to exit. And there's probably people who are close to retirement or people who are close to my age and are thinking, you know what, maybe it's time to, to take a, a package and go. Yeah. And they will be well compensated. The only category that I'm concerned about, crown councils are in there and we've got such a backlog in our courts, why imagine. would you be yeah. letting go crown attorneys? That doesn't make sense to me. That that I, I find... Well,
0: unless... Well, look, there's always new recruits coming in, and there would be some crowns who may want to go into private practice after Perhaps a while, Perhaps, so, but, but that doesn't right. seem like yeah. an
1: area that you want to cut back on. And, and even though they're they're packaging out a number of people, that doesn't necessarily mean they're not going to replace some of them with perhaps some managers who are more in, in tune with what the government wants to do.
0: Yeah. John, you overly offended? Uh, first of
2: all, It's easy to say, you know, in the private sector, you just get fired. You still get compensated. No, I'm not offended. I am also concerned, like Bill, about uh, judicial overload. I know that we have case after case that gets thrown out because it can't even be seen to or attended in time. So I'm confused about that. The program has been there for a long time. I don't subscribe to Bill's view that this is uh, notionally uh, something about bias or political bias. Having worked at Queens Park and around, oh those come on! People. There's a
0: lot of people that would have been hired in under the last 15 years, for sure they would, and they'd be they'd be partial to that side. No John, partial. John,
1: you worked in Liberal war rooms <laughs> and then worked at Queens <laughs> Park, but there's no bias in the in the civil service. No, not none, none whatsoever. <laughs> that never happens.
2: Well, These are hardworking people who are just.
0: Doing I never things. said they weren't well. Never I mean, said they weren't and, and
1: but you know what? Only, Maybe they aren't aligned with what the government wants to do.
2: It only makes sense to me if they're not replaced. I mean, oddly,
0: that memo did get out. I mean, how, how I mean, I, I, I can't imagine who sent it out. Maybe one of those people in the civil service.
2: If it was, I, I would be very surprised if it wasn't Doug Ford's worm because he didn't want to talk about RVs having just watched Stripes or, uh, you know, or his current uh, appointment for the new OPP chief.
0: Well, Okay, we'll talk about that. So that is the headline of the day. And look, this is a, an interesting, you know, you do make a point that could be doing that, that to well turn be. the page. Um, but Ford is, is tripling down on this, saying this is nothing more than sour grapes. But Andrew Horvath is, you know, she's the opposition. It's her job to hold them to account. She's having a heyday with this.
1: Superintendent Taverner, you do the right thing. You know that this requires uh, your action now, since Mr. Ford and the government, Ms. Jones has indicated, are not prepared to act. So I'm asking you straight up. You have to act here. You have to step aside for the sake of the organization of policing that you've, uh, you've
0: dedicated your whole career to. Okay, so I know you're just champing at the bit to uh, sink your teeth into this one. And, and look, the bottom line is there's a lot of politics being played, but opposition's on it.
2: Look, Ron Tavner, I believe, was chosen not for his friendship, longstanding friendship. And uh, I believe that uh, Ron and uh, the Ford's father also believed, uh, belonged to the same lodge out in Etobicoke. They've all known each other for a very long time. Those are, That's established, in fact. Here's a guy who's 72. Most people are still not on the job, as they say, at 72. I believe that Doug Ford... I will
0: be on the job till I'm 92.
2: I believe that Doug Ford made a commitment to look into what he believes is liberal malfeasance and fraud. The gas plants, for instance, the OPP under the Liberal government seemingly never got there, whether they were instructed to back off or whether they were, quite frankly, threatened and told to not go there. I believe Ron has been chosen, rightly or wrongly, qualified or not, to go and dig under the rocks that Doug Ford wants the rocks dug under. So... Uh, whether he lasts or not, there's no question. Doug Ford did him no service in the way that he appointed Ron. He should have stepped aside. Well, we, don't, a third we have party. not
0: yet seen any evidence suggesting that happened. I, I I don't know what happened. I'm just saying we have not yet seen that evidence.
2: But but Ron is in a very difficult position. Yes. This is a cop that I know from other cops is well thought of by yep. boys across the across the town. Did he have the qualifications? Not on paper. Things were changed. It's a complicated story. You're right. It's Andrea's job to hold all of this to account. And if Doug did want him there to do those investigations because nobody else would and Ron had nothing to lose, his pension is full, etc., then Ron has been put in a very awkward position.
0: Yeah, he is in an awkward position. But the bottom line is it's optics. And, um, you know, Ford has so much opposition. It, it, if it weren't this issue, it'll be another one. But this is what... Why, um, why
1: give them Ammunition. This did not have to happen like this. Uh, Which I, I tells me that He's got to get, rid of, Dean him, uh, get rid of his chief of staff. I've dealt with him I've dealt with Ron Tabner several times as a reporter, and yep. and I have nothing but great things to say about his his policing. But the problem was, you had twenty seven candidates for this position,
0: including the guy that's lodging you, yeah, the complaint.
1: Yeah, you didn't have to lower the the, the qualifications. Uh, because you had enough candidates to choose from. In in a private uh, company, this would be called a directed move, where the CEO simply wants somebody in this job. Mm-hmm. In government, you can't do that. and and
0: It happens, but yeah, you can't let's, be seen let's, to let's do not, that. Let's not pretend <laughs> no, that there wasn't
1: political interference yeah. here, that, that Doug Ford didn't get exactly who he wanted as the LPP commissioner. Whether there's evidence of that or not, uh, we all know that that's what happened. And this is not a smart move on his part as the, as the head of the government, because you're just giving the ammunition to the... Uh, to the opposition, and you you create the perception there that you're doing things for your friends, and that sort of stink sticks to you. Well, yeah, because you... the public gets that perception of you, and and. This alone will not topple the, topple the government, but away. this is the kind of thing that, that sticks in the back of people's minds.
0: Well, it does, and we just went through 15 years of this. And so exactly. I think a lot of people are going, don't do this again. Yeah. So look, I think bottom line, and, and I don't know, you live, you've live, you worked in a war room, does his chief of staff have to go? Because bottom line is, no one should know who Dean French is, and he's all that the media talks about. So when he becomes a story, you got a problem.
2: 1,000%. I mean, and this concurrently to a story about an RV, like, a, you know, some sort of, <laughs> Tourist van and keep it off the books, etc. Why
0: well, got an explanation for that? Okay. Whether it's true or not.
1: Yeah every every premier that comes in chooses their own vehicle has a specifications they want for a vehicle. So for the the for Ford to come in and say I'd like a different kind of vehicle than than what Kathleen Wynne had that's not that terrible. The problem with this is he it supposedly was sole source. And that's a problem. Well, and it hits his brand. It hits it's, right directly yeah, to his it, brand. If you're going to yeah. come in there and, and clean up the mess, you can't come in and say, I want, again, my buddy to, to get this contract.
2: Yeah. Last point to you, Joe. As long as they don't drive into Czechoslovakia with Bill Murray, I'm sure it'll work <laughs> out. <happen.
0: laughs> i got to be honest. It would hey, be that a- ended well. <laughs>
1: They got they It got would metals, be a fun camp,
0: a camper to be on. It would be fun, but it would. I gotta be. It would make <laughs> would, sense would it have though shag for shag
1: carpeting and would have you know the the airbrush uh, stuff painted on the th- probably.
0: <laughs> but hey, if you want to run an operation uh, with you know technology and and you can really pimp it out, as Andrea Horvath said, it would make sense. But again, it hits his brand. Let's wrap that one up. Take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about uh, the diplomatic nightmare we are in now with China. We'll talk about that coming up next here on Point. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.
1: Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News
2: Radio.
0: All right, we got our counterpoint going around two. John Mraz, Bill Hutchison joining us tonight. And let's delve into this diplomatic nightmare with China that just keeps kind of growing. Uh, tonight, we're learning that a second Canadian citizen in China has not been heard from after contacting the Canadian uh, government. Um, He reported that he had been questioned by Chinese authorities. I'm a little puzzled by this. I'll start with you on this, John. I mean, no travel ban has been issued, uh, but the government's made it clear, you know, you're traveling at your own risk. What's the politics? Is that a political move, like they don't want to come right out and they don't go to China?
2: If uh, the Canadian government issued travel bans on every country where there was a risk of being interrogated by the Interior Ministry of said countries, it would probably be expansive to the tune of twenty or thirty. Ukraine would be in there. Russia would be in there. U.S. China. Oh, uh, well, that's right. <laughs> but only if you inhaled, and uh, you know, in a variety of other countries. Half of Latin America, half of Africa, and a lot of Canadians go and do good, solid business in China, and have had Would great you be going right now? I, I have. Uh, no problem because I've never tried to interfere in the Chinese political process. I don't think it Other matters. countries, uh, <laughs> maybe so, but uh, this is a rapidly expanding. Well, I, I, would, I was about to say chess game, but maybe I'll use the Chinese game, Go game, that's going on right now, where you have the United States, Canada, sort of in between the two largest economies in the world, uh, and China can basically do what it likes. Issue a travel ban, uh, even if they did, lots of people need to go to China to feed their families.
0: They do. um, But look, Donald Trump did not make it any easier yesterday. I don't know what his comments, if it was just kind of him shooting from the hip. I don't know what it what what the motion of the uh, the um, goal was there. But it uh, I mean, Canada is being kicked around like a
1: we are the mouse in between two elephants. And you know how that's going to end flat sooner or later. Uh, and and for Trump to Trump's just being Trump making that kind of statement. I mean, for the president should not be interfering in a judicial process. Well, no, he we shouldn't, all. and he also shouldn't and, be and selling
0: out an ally. That regardless just... <laughs> of whether
1: we're involved, he should not be no. saying, "Yeah, well, maybe I'll inter- I'll intervene in this court case." Uh, for the benefit of a trade deal, well,
2: well, that's especially a judicial process that started at the because, behest yes. of the United States government. Yeah. and as as we all know, Trump probably had nothing to do with that. That was the no, that was the Department of Justice. Department of Justice, and all of a sudden she's arrested. And the call comes in from Beijing, and they said, "You want to do a deal? You want to do an Asian trade deal? You get this woman, who was one of our most important executives, out of it." and in the, I mean, traditionally, what would have happened was the United States would have very quietly asked for extradition. It would have been expedited, and she might have even been returned to Beijing without anybody noticing.
0: Oh, she's already back there.
2: Trump. <laughs> There's no question. She's already there. Trump. Her
0: ankle bracelet's in the living room of her <laughs> palatial estate. <laughs>
2: Trump, <laughs> Trump, of course, doesn't do it that way. He just shouts from the rooftops with a fiddle on his back.
0: Right? And John Bolton did go on record. Uh, you know, it was when Trudeau was meeting with the Chinese president, um, and that's when they had done this whole thing. And and John Bolton, according to him, said, "No, the president didn't even know that this was going on." So I can only imagine what that meeting might have been like after. Like, what the hell did you just say that? Uh, so I don't know where this thing goes. But I actually am not joking. I, she's I don't. She's going to be gone. I, I don't even think she's here anymore. <laughs> Unless I see her, I don't buy that she's here. Who, as as Mike pointed out, or someone pointed, out, she's probably got Huawei technology in that ankle bracelet.
1: You guys are so cynical. But is
0: that you? not? I mean, you don't think that her father might be trying to get I'm her over quite the border? I'm sure board?
1: they've got they've got a way to. But no, at this point, it's it's become a little too high profile for her to just disappear. I'm sure they've got uh, good legal uh, counsel that can, they can work around this. There'll be a lot of pressure put on and but how do how does Canada step back out of this and say, Oh, you know what? We were mistaken. The US doesn't want you after all. Here you go. Like we're in a mess. We're in a mess here. We can't get out of
2: it. Right. Has it. Has it occurred to everybody that she may not want to go back? As well, China are sort of notorious when one of their citizens, high-profile citizens, creates an international mess for saying we want them back. They're one of our own, and then they're never seen there again either.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, this is through no fault of hers. Yeah, no. This is the, the. I'm not
2: sure the Chinese ever ascribe to the philosophy that fault had anything to do with consequences. But all right.
0: Let's talk about consequences for a family that's been living in this country for six years, the Montoyas. And um, they own property here. They run a small business. They volunteer in their community. They've got kids. They've got Canadian-born kids. They've got a sister that's married to a Canadian buddy. If the Canadian Border Services Agency has its way... They will be out of this country on Christmas Eve, going back to Colombia, where they say factions of dangerous uh, paramilitary groups want to kill them. So we have thousands of illegal crossers coming in, doing nothing, taking from us. Here's a family that's doing everything right, and now they're being ordered out of the country. It makes no sense to me.
1: Our system, our government has, has failed them. The government, by the way, increased the number, the, the quota for uh, people they want to deport uh, by 35 percent this year. And this is one of the families that yeah. they they picked on. Here's a family that, as you said, they're not living on government subsistence. They're they have created their own businesses here. They have built a life here. If they had if their refugee claim They've had assimilated been assimilated to the
0: Canadian dream. Yeah,
1: if their refugee claim had been heard expeditiously right. instead of six years later, then they would have been allowed to stay because they were under threat. And the government's now saying, Well, you know, it's not so bad there now. Maybe you can go back now. That's just that's not right And and there has to be compassionate uh, grounds here for the minister to step in and say, you know, no, let them stay.
0: But hold on a second. you I mean, the government then should have a responsibility, John. And maybe I'm just being blindly naive. Uh, you know, then don't allow these people to invest and buy and, and, and sow down any roots in Canada if you're just going to you know, take it back. There's got to be something in this for this family.
2: When I read this story, none of it made sense to me. And I suspect there's stuff we don't know. FARC, of course, were at war with the sitting government of Colombia over the last 20 years on and off. They were a revolutionary group as if you follow the news in Colombia, they've been mostly incorporated in the same way that Sinn Fein became incorporated in the Irish government, and Hezbollah in Lebanon now have seats in their parliament. FARC have been at the table for quite a while. Colombia is a much more safe, uh, sort of prosperous. Off, uh, I mean, there was a time it was one of the most dangerous countries in Latin America. It is no longer the case. You can go there as a tourist. There is no travel ban. FARC are greatly diminished. None of this story makes sense to me. I am very much hoping it's just mandarins and red tape and mistakes on paper, and it's corrected because of the attention it's gotten in the press.
0: Well, of course, it's only you know when the media have to come in to kind of shame them that they will in fact uh, change their mind. Um I am kind of out of time now. I was hoping to get a couple more in, but we're out of time. So sorry, guys. Thank you, John Ruff. Thank you, Bill Hutchison. Thank you. I hope to see you next week, um, where we'll do it again. Thank you. This is Global News Radio.
1: You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.